My heart can still dream, <clears throat> not for myself, but for a world in need. No more lives torn apart, that wars would never start. Time would heal all hearts. Everyone would have a friend. Right would always win, and love would never end. Each of our hearts resonates with this Christmas list. We would trade every Christmas gift we've ever received is if this list would come true, be a reality. We've all felt the, our brokenness. We've witnessed many lives torn apart and seen war after war and watched injustice win. And it leads us to cry out to God, won't you do something about it? Don't you care? If we read Scripture carefully, we will hear God answer, yes, I care. Yes, I love you. My heart is more broken than yours. More tears flow from my eyes than yours. I have greater agony and the pain is much deeper. And yes, I will do something about it. So that's what Christmas is about. God sent his son to us to pay the most incredible price for us. If that's really the case, we would expect the, the world to break out in praise and joy. And that's precisely what we see among the shepherds. Luke, in his account, Luke, a historian who meticulously researched the life of Christ, wrote that heaven joined earth in ecstasy over the birth of this one. In the account, we read, the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. The angels came to bring good news. Good news of joy. Good news of great joy. And what was this news? For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. God's plan to save the world was unfolding. The Messiah was born in Bethlehem. But this was no ordinary king. This king was the Lord. God the Son had become flesh for us. And this king was also our savior. And a multitude of angels 
join the angel who had made this announcement. And it says, And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Glory to God in the highest. This is the greatest desire of the angels. They want humanity to see the glory of God as they see it. And now that's possible as you look at this child. For in this child you see the humility of the creator of the universe. You see God's holiness met by his love, his justice met by grace. And throughout the life of Jesus, we see every attribute of God, especially at the cross. Glory to God in the highest. And then the angels speak the words that our hearts have longed for ever since humanity was cast from Eden. Peace on earth. As we say the word peace, just saying the word begins to give rest to our souls. And we hear these words and we think of, of the cessation of war, terrorism gone, world peace thrives, swords are beat into plowshares. That's been the dream of the United Nations. It's all nations come together with that dream. The peace that is offered here is even greater than that. For it's the peace called shalom. Cornelius Planting writes, The webbing together of God, humans, and all creation in justice, fulfillment, and delight is what the Hebrew prophets called shalom. The prophets kept dreaming of a time when God would put all things right again. They dreamed of a new age in which human crookedness would be straightened out, rough places made plain, the foolish would be made wise and the wise humble. They dreamed of a time when the deserts would flower, the mountains would run with wine, weeping would cease, and people could go to sleep without weapons on their laps. People would work in peace and work to fruitful effect. Lambs could lie down with lions. All nature would be fruitful, benign, and filled with wonder upon wonder. All humans would be knit together in brotherhood and sisterhood. And all nature and all humans would look to God, walk with God, lean toward God, and delight in God. In the Bible, shalom means universal flourishing, wholeness and delight. Shalom, in other words, is the way things ought to be. That is the peace that the angel spoke of at the coming of the Prince of Peace. Isaiah prophesied this 700 years earlier. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, 
The government shall rest upon his shoulder and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness. From this time forth and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this, and he does this in Jesus Christ. Life the way it was meant to be, that is the peace that Christ comes to bring. In Tolkien's Lord of the Rings, Samwise wakes up from the fires of doom, and he realizes what's happened. He turns to Gandalf and he says, I thought you were dead. But then I thought, I was dead. Is everything sad going to come untrue? God's answer is a resounding yes. One day, all of this will come true. The book of Revelation, which is the last chapter of God's book, tells us that our grown-up Christmas list will come true. Says, I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore. For the former things have passed away. And he who is seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Also he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give from the spring of the water of life without payment. The one who conquers will have this heritage, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. Jesus offers a world where there are no more tears, no more death, no more pain. All things are new. Everyone who thirsts can come to the water of life. The angels knew that God would be faithful to his, his promises. But what about today? Do we have to wait Till then, Jesus offers us peace today. He said to his disciples, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Jesus gives us a peace that the world does not know. It's not, this peace is not the end of turmoil, but a calm in the midst of the storms of life. It's not the end of trouble, but it's finding purpose in that trouble. It's not the cessation of pain, but it's hope 
while we're in pain. He offers us peace with God, peace with ourselves, peace with one another, and peace with creation. Imagine a Christmas tree with six gifts underneath it. The first, no more lives torn apart. God says that you are a new creation in Christ. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. You can have a new beginning, a new purpose, a path to fulfillment. That wars will never start. Christ came for every person. He broke down the wall of hostility between Jew and Gentile. He wants to break down the wall of every hostility there is. He died for every person, all races, all nationalities. If we would embrace him, if we would all embrace him, there would be no war. That time would heal all hearts. There's no greater healing than that brought to us by forgiveness. Jesus Christ died for our forgiveness so that we could have all of our guilt removed as far as the east is from the west. And when we receive that forgiveness, our bitterness toward everyone else falls apart. For we are ready to give that same forgiveness to others. And our hearts are healed. Everyone would have a friend. Jesus called his disciples friends. And he offers that friendship to us. He offers actually an entrance into a family with him. A personal relationship with him where we can abide in his love. And then he creates the family where the, his body, the church, is there to encourage and support and challenge and hurt with one another, to be the arms of Christ embracing each other. That right would always win Injustice was the path to the cross. And so it seems like the, that injustice belies uh, this wish. And yet, it's at the cross where justice wins. You see, God loves us and he wants us. Our sin has separated us from him, but, but he wants us. But because of that sin, and because he is a just God, we couldn't have him. Until Christ took our sin upon himself, and God could be just and loving together and receive us to himself. And the cross wins justice in the end. 
and his resurrection is the greatest victory of justice and the prelude to what is coming. Love would never end. The book of Romans says there is nothing that can separate us from the love of God in Christ. Neither life, nor death, nor power, nor principality, neither things present, nor things to come. Nothing can separate us from that love. And when we receive the love of Jesus Christ, we love one another because he first loved us. And so love weaves itself among us and grows in a cycle of ever end, unending love. This grown-up Christmas list is offered to every one of us. But it's as though these six packages are in one big package. That package is Jesus Christ. And just as any other gift, the gift isn't ours until we receive it and we open it. That gift can be yours if you receive it. What does that mean? Well, the key word of the angels is Savior. If you would receive Jesus Christ as your Savior, you have that gift. Now, to, to receive Christ as Savior means you need to believe you need a Savior. It means that we're broken because of our sin, separated in God because of it, and this isn't pleasant news to hear on Christmas Eve. Until we hear the words, the good news of great joy. The Savior has come to take our sin. Bishop Fulton Sheen wrote this about Jesus. The Redeemer looked to the past and to all the sins that had ever been committed. He looked also to the future, to every sin that would be committed. He drew to the present and saw every open act of evil and every hidden thought of shame. And he reached up and pulled the whole guilt of the world upon himself as if he were guilty, paying for the debt in our name so that we might once more have access to God. That is our Savior. This is the gift offered to us all. We just need to receive it. I need a Savior, and that Savior has come in the person of Jesus. The list sung about today is one that our hearts cry out. It's also a list that God's heart cries out. That's why he sent Jesus, and that's why we celebrate Christmas. Our Father, we thank you for the gift of Jesus Christ. Amen.